0: Hey everybody, this is Juan Martinez of the Ease Network, and this is the audio-only version of my impressions of Marvel Strike Force, which is a mobile game that's available right now, and I am quite obsessed with it because numbers and Marvel characters. It's not a review by any means because the game's been out now for several months, and there's been so many changes that it's really not really appropriate, I guess, at this time to really do a review because there's just so much stuff going on. I thought I'd just give my thoughts about the game and what I have been able to do in the 30 days since doing, you know, starting this thing up. And yeah, kind of losing myself to this game, really. I mean, you know, in between building my stupid wall, uh, I have time to break. I will fire this game up and try to move up the ranks and yeah, really enjoy it quite a bit, uh, like I said, because of the the Marvel stuff and Just the simplicity of it and how I don't have to really worry about it too much. So here is the audio version of this. Uh, There's also going to be an accompanying YouTube video, which you can check out at YouTube.com slash EasyVille or it's, well, just look up EasyVille on YouTube and eventually you'll probably find this video and hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, So once again, this is Juan Martinez of the EasyVille Network. And uh, check things out at Patreon.com slash EasyVille and enjoy this uh, impressions of Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force isn't some sort of revolutionary role-playing game for your mobile device that upends the genre, nor does it offer a free-to-play model that's satisfying to its fan base. But what it does well is kind of guttural yet should be fairly obvious. It's a good-looking game with a popular license that sparks the imagination of the teenage comic book fans still inside of me. Oh, and numbers. God, I love the numbers. Strikeforce is the comic book crossover that you've been dreaming about taking control of since Avengers Infinity War showed up in theaters. We've seen it in past games like Ultimate Alliance and MMOs like Marvel Heroes, but this still to run on a mobile device. It's got practically every major character from the MCU, From Spider-Man to Thanos and a handful of popular mutants like Deadpool and most recently, Storm. The plot is straight out of your 90s playbook with a new big bad that aims to take over every alternate Marvel universe through mind control. Didn't realize that Ultimus and Smokey from Friday had so much in common. Got mind control over him. Smokey's like, I got mind control over Ultimus. Yeah, I ain't say nothing when he's around, but when he leave, I'll be talking again or something like that. (laughs) Anyways, Nick Fury of the Sam Jackson variety is in charge of the operation and he's got both heroes and villains alike running around the Earth, the Mystic Realm, and outer space trying to halt Ultimus. And since the game introduced alternate universe into the equation, it's an excuse for them to throw evil versions of good guys and eviler versions of bad guys at you instead of fighting Hydra and hand minions all day. Despite having multiple modes beyond just the story... You're really just doing the same thing each time out. You could be trying to finish a raid or climbing up the ranks in arena mode, but it's always your team of five against a team devised by either the devs or another player out there in the world. There's no real time battle at the moment, so what you're seeing is the thought process of other players while building their squad. And from what I've seen, it's a lot of kids who like the Luke Cage keeps Crossbones alive long enough through buffs and taunts to use his Bomb of Everybody attack combination. And that's where the fun begins in Strike Force. Figuring out my favorite five and my best five, which are two different things, is such a joyous endeavor as somebody who read comic books in the 90s and loved the quirkier aspects of the MCU. Yes, teaming up Spider-Man in the mostly classic costume with Mary Poppins, aka Yandu doesn't make much sense, but the sight of Spidey throwing a large attack on an evil Hulk and stunning him with a web attack right before Yandu finishes the job with a whistling arrow is a sight to see. And if that doesn't work, the Winter Soldier and or Gamora is there to finish the job with an attack that does over 400% damage. I swear that makes sense. So I've been playing Strike Force for 30 consecutive days now. I went from not knowing the proper etiquette to starting a raid, to maximizing my time to gain the most points in Blitz. Since I'm usually attached to my phone for business and personal reasons, it's not unusual for me to balance firing up the game every 2-3 hours and replying to the latest dumb comment in my group chats and checking emails. The game has become a part of my daily routine and that's maybe the best compliment i can give it my rpg history is not a particularly long one it starts with fantasy star 2 for the Sega genesis takes a long break before obsessing over star wars knights of the old republic then breaks from convention for liking final fantasy 13 and 13 2. alongside that are games with rpg elements like kingdom hearts borderlands and diablo 3. it didn't dawn on me before that what connects all of these games is numbers and pretty graphics Except for Kotor, I guess. Figuring out the right choice of using an attack that can maybe take out one member of my opponents versus another attack that can cause damage to multiple targets but won't knock anyone out is exciting especially when you're down to your last chance to move up in Blitz or Arena. Being disappointed Drax isn't a better character because his attacks aren't all that great, but being forced to level up Bullseye because his best attack is an almost guaranteed one-shot kill is unexpectedly stressful. It's not Diablo's Levels Deep where you can spend hours in the menus and crafting trying to max out your characters, but spending gold and upgrade modules to level up crappy characters and minions just so I can see the achievement bars get closer to being full is a dumb and really counterproductive move that I keep doing anyway, because the numbers keep going up. I've made a handful of purchases since then, but that was mostly to speed up the process of upgrading certain characters, and to see if it was actually worth it, and in the end it really wasn't. For somebody who's always on their phone by necessity i can earn whatever orbs and shards i want just by playing the game it might take some time but i'll get there eventually gamora is currently my most powerful character and i got her on my team by grinding out wins and blitz and getting lucky when i open orbs i once thought characters like cable and daredevil seem out of reach but now they're a few shards away from joining my team i may never get nick fury or thanos because the barrier to getting them right now seems so insane both in character requirements and not-so-special real-money deals the game is offering you to meet these said requirements, but that's a trade-off in the free-to-play realm. The developers have to make money somehow since we're not forking over $60 up front like we would on a console game, so hopefully at some point the economy figures itself out and they're not having to send out orbs and training modules as a form of apology each time something goes wrong or they annoy the fan base. Well, maybe they should just send that anyways. There are some quality of life issues that I hope will be addressed soon, like being able to create set teams and Blitz without having to swap individual members in and out after each fight, or fighting teams that aren't just some combination of Wolverine, the shield nurse, Punisher, Elektra, and Spidey. And I doubt I'll ever see an end game or the max level seven star characters that populate the most viewed Strikeforce YouTube videos. But I still keep going because numbers and seeing that Deadpool attack with unicorns and shotguns hasn't gotten old yet.